All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. I am one of your co-hosts, Josh Bales, one of the pastors at thewellboise.com. With me, as always, mostly, um, Pastor Russ Herman. <laughs> from, I'm, I'm mostly Russ Herman? Yeah, yeah, oh, you're yeah. mostly here, is oh, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From Cloverdale Reformed Church. Yep. How you, good good how, to be here, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have a couple of guest hosts today. Um, very right. special guest hosts. I was going to say, like, wow. Got demoted. demoted today. Oh, they're kind of normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell this is the fifth episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pastor Ryan Hempel from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. Thank you. Glad Great to be here. here. Yep. And then uh, one of my co-laborers at the well, Pastor Paul Lohr. Glad you're here. Thanks, brother. So we have been jumping into responses, common objections to Christianity. If there are specific questions that you have that you would like us to address on the air, we're always open to listener feedback. So the three of you that are listening, <laughs> if you have questions, Josh, where should they send them? Oh, good question. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Probably just uh, at this point, send them to my email. Okay. Josh.bales78 at gmail.com. Now you know how old I am. So Josh. 78 Bales. years old. You're 78. Wow. <laughs> You're amazing. You have aged well. I know. I, I, uh, I Josh.bales78 at gmail.com. So if you have yeah. questions that you want us to address or topics yeah. that you would like us to address, yeah. please send them. But out. if you have hate mail, send it all to Russ. He... Which my email is Josh.bales78 <laughs> at gmail.com. I thought maybe you'd give Jonathan to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, perfect. Um, so here is uh, the objection that we're handling. Y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly it. So I, I, I don't think I can become a Christian because the church is is just full of hypocrites. So again, not the person so much that is maybe being snarky and just using the objection as a smokescreen, but a person who's really <clears throat> wrestling with the idea of all the scandals in the church and what they see. I think... One of the issues behind this, and I'm trying to say this lovingly and, and graciously, but when when I hear that response, I think often what has happened is there's a tendency to put our faith into something tangible that we can see. And so someone's faith may have been unintentionally placed in the system. I mean, this would apply to those who maybe grew up in the church or have been a part of the church for a while, but then have this response after a few years and leave and not upon the head of the church that is Jesus Christ. Mm. And I think the reason it's it's important to remember, I mean, there are definitely those churches that would be, I mean, you could classify as hypocritical. Um, and that's, you know, an indictment against um, those churches. Um, but every church is filled with sinners saved by the grace of God. And every church is filled with those who have been saved by God's grace and are being sanctified by his grace, meaning that we are not perfect and we will fail one another. I mean, it's just a matter of time that the church will fail you in some way. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important that we always return to the Lord, to <coughs> Jesus, to Christ, and have our gaze and our eyes fixed upon him. Mm. And sometimes those failures of the church are <coughs> disastrous. 
And it's only by God's grace that anyone that experiences, whether that's you know sexual abuse or abuse of any kind, within from the hands of the church, it's it's an abomination. Um, and it's only by God's grace that anyone can still maintain their faith through those. But I think that would be, you know, it's a realization that the church itself is being worked on and perfected by Christ himself. Amen. Well, I, I think we also have to add a third category. Mm-hmm. There are those that are sinners not saved by grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside yes. of the church. Yes. Yep, there are and the so there are, among the wheat. So sometimes the church isn't acting hypocritically. There are those within the church that are, are actually acting according to their nature. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so sometimes the church is sinful because it's sinful saints acting outside of their nature as those that are have been born again. And sometimes the church is full of sinners that are still sinners that yeah. are acting according to their nature. Um, and so sometimes it's hard um, because of that nature of the church that it, it's both the wheat and the tares combined um, that the church can do some some pretty awful things yeah. um, from one of two directions. I, I would say that my greatest hurts in life have actually come from the church. Yeah. Um, which is... Even as pastors. Yes, even I mean, as we pastors. we experience that. Yeah. So. Mark Dever, uh, when he was going into the ministry, he told his aunt that he was going to go to seminary and, and pursue being a pastor. And she basically said, how, how could you do that? You know, this, the church is a den of vipers. And he basically responded by saying, yes, but we, we know that we're a den of vipers. <laughs> uh, the, the world doesn't know that. I, I think, kind of feel like this objection is kind of the shoes on the other foot. Like, just turn on your news. How much hypocrisy is in the world? Mm. How much uh, crime and sin and abuse is in the world? The church is the, the one place um, – Jesus said that um, I did not call uh, the righteous to salvation but sinners. The, it's not the, those who are well who need a physician but those who are sick. The church is the one place on planet Earth where, where we as sinners can go and be healed by the physician. And for true Christians, that's precisely what they're they're seeking: is to die to their hypocrisy, to die to their um, their wicked nature, to come alive more and more to Christ. So um, I'm, this is not a denial of the sin in the church. I just feel like it's a and little it's, shoes on the other foot, and it's not mm-hmm. an excuse. Right. So right. anytime right. the church is hypocritical, anytime the church is sinful, anytime that the, the church acts in a way that is contrary to the character of God, it, it's a shame, it, it's, a, it's a tragedy, it, it, it's a disgrace to the king and head of the church. Um, so we're not, please don't hear us as trying to sweep things under the rug and say, well, that's who they are. No, it, it, it causes us great shame and, and sorrow when the church doesn't act like the church is supposed to act. Mm-hmm. But our hope and our confidence isn't in the church. Mm-hmm. Our hope and confidence is in the head and king of the church, mm-hmm. who is never sinful, who is never hypocritical, who, is, who never does anything wrong. Um, and so what I would say is that sometimes you have to look beyond the church to the king of the church. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. you should always look beyond the church to the, to the king of the church. Mm-hmm. But you also have to say, the church also gets it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, a word to, you know, anyone that might be listening that, uh, you know, maybe you're in a church and maybe you're having these thoughts and these concerns and maybe you're even seeing it in your own church. 
and you might be wondering, okay, what can I do about it? Um, I think the first thing is to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, pray for the Lord to shepherd you, to direct your eyes to him. But then also pray for uh, especially your leaders. Um, one, that if they're the ones that are causing the problem, that they would repent and be humble before Christ. But then also if they're not, that the Lord would give them eyes to see and the wisdom and the ability to deal with the issue that's being faced. And uh, um, because Christ desires his bride to be sanctified, and as Russ has just said, the real tragedy of the fact and the nature of the church is that Christ's name is marred in the world. Whenever there's a scandal, whenever there's an issue, the real tragedy, I mean, it's there's a lot of tragedy in it, but the ultimate one is that Christ's name is, is muddied. And I think we have to be careful not to um, put our leaders on a pedestal. I, I don't think that's no. helpful. Um, I think Josh has frequently said, um, and he teaches in his new members class, um, if I haven't disappointed you yet, just give me time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't say that to, to once again excuse behavior. He's right. He's saying that because he knows that he – along with all of us in the room, are sinful people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so please don't put your hope and trust and expectations on us as fallen human beings. We, our desire is that we are faithful under shepherds. Mm. And our goal and our job is is to point you beyond us to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and so don't put your 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 trust in princes, if I can use the words of the, yeah. of the psalm. Put your trust in 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 God, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, um, Russ. That's um, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think it's useful for us to actually look at the definition of what a hypocrite is. Um, a hypocrite, Webster says, is one who feigns to be what he is not, one who has the form of godliness without the power, or who assumes an appearance of piety and virtue when he is destitute of true religion. So. A, a hypocrite is somebody who essentially claims to be something, but really isn't. Mm-hmm. And yes, in varying degrees, the best of Christians is going to be hypocritical. Um, but when when we walk into a, a, a church building, um, I think one of the things you're actually admitting, <laughs> if you're doing it properly, is that um, uh, all is not well with me. Mm-hmm. I have broken covenant with God. Uh, I am not fully sanctified. So at, at least that's that's the desire, I, I think, for all four of us in this room, is that when we gather as God's people, part of our confession is that we are not perfect, uh, that we have issues, that we are sinful. That And, and so um, I think sometimes the label of hypocrite is earned and it's fair, but Oftentimes it's not. So I would just invite the person, hey, you know, let, let, you know, come, come fellowship with us where we talk often about um, how imperfect we are and how glorious God is. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea is never to excuse sin, but to be transparent, to be yes. real, to be who we are, um, and to do so in a way that's healthy. As a church family, you don't have to go up to everybody and confess every sin that you'd committed the last week. 
Right. We're, we're yeah. hopefully we're not Please suggesting don't. that. <laughs> yeah. But what we're saying is that there, that there can be a, a transparency with one another where you enter into both the the difficulties and the joys of life that that you're real. Um, and real doesn't mean <laughs> um, saying everything. It just means that we're not claiming things that aren't aren't true. Yeah. Um, and and that's the whole idea of being a Christian to say, no, I have real struggles. I have real um, concerns and issues and anxieties and fears and doubts that I'm wrestling with too. And and I don't need to tell you all of them, but I'm I'm going to to not pretend like my life is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to put a Dutch front on the front of the building and make you think something that that's not actually true. Well, this is—I mean, this might seem off topic, and I only got a few seconds left. But in the in the Reformed worship, when we're coming before God and confessing our sin, we're saying, "God, I still have not met your standard of perfect holiness in order for me to stand before you, but I thank you that you forgive me in Christ, and that Christ." has met that standard. And now, even though I have been a covenant breaker, as Paul said, you are a covenant keeper. Mm. And so weekly, our worship services are designed to weed out hypocrisy Mm -hmm. and actually remind us of how though we have fallen short of the glory of God and we are worse than we think we are, Christ is better than we could ever imagine him to be. Yep. Amen. Praise God. Well, this is and that's a-, a reason why you might want to come to the conference October 21st yes. and 22nd, um, because our two speakers, Dr. Joel Beakey and Dr. Derek Thomas, are going to help us hopefully have a, a, a better, more clear biblical view of the church and, and the significance of the church, the value of the church. Um, so if you haven't registered, ReformationBoise.com. We'll see you next time. 